Check, 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 check. Yes. How's nice. the headset sound? It sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah. and I want to say I have some stuff I'm gonna send. Mobile rig still, so I'm fully mm. on this mobile rig right now. It's crazy. It's not perfect yet, but um, I'm just trying to figure out what would be best to send you. I'm kind of dragging, but I have a microphone interface with your name in it and a box and your address that Katie has sitting. in. I just all I do is go, go to the post office. Yeah. My last job has been waiting two weeks for me to just go to FedEx and ship back the shit. Like, it's just right there. Why is it so hard? Do you know why? Like, because it is not high priority, really. And it is a lot of work to get out to the FedEx and the post, you know. It seems so simple, but to mail something, mm -hmm. it, even if you, have it to mail is so yeah. hard. It's just like I don't. It's <laughs> yeah. so unmotivated. I don't know what it is. There's never. It's definitely a priority thing. At some point, there's nothing better for me to do than take a box to the post office. But that yeah. moment never comes <laughs> yeah. when that is the thing I should be doing my time. There's never a moment when this is the time for that. It doesn't seem like it. I need to print the label, and my printer is twelve inches, thirteen inches to my left. And all I need to do is plug it in. Mm-hmm. Well, and printers I have not plugged it in. Well, printers are another one of those areas where whole projects and people's lives get shut down over. Like, I can't get the <laughs> fucking thing to print. And then 12 years later, still haven't printed it out. That's that happens. Printers are one of those, one of those magical th- stoppers. Like, it's, it seems like we would have printers figured out, but they, they never work is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since 1986, when you're trying to get something, you thought that was cool, a printer. You had that roll paper with the holes on the ends of it, and it was that really loud printer. Those, yeah. those would not work, and the ones we have in 2000. Yeah, very little improvement, because right. in the end, you have to get a piece of paper with ink on it. It's physical. And really, that's just it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not, that physical shit is hard. Yeah. Like the real world is not no reason to really. And now we're just going to skip it. We're not ever going to fix printers. That's why I'm not that optimistic about 3D printers. Have you tried a 2D printer? (laughs) 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 It worked yet. (laughs) What if uh, Elon was like, you know, what can we do with printers? Well, I mean, maybe that will. I mean, it has to be at some point where we have a molecular printer. Yeah. Right. Like it's just a matter of technology. Like that. Out of all the technologies that could exist, something that prints at the molecular level is so yeah. obvious of an idea. But that's, I mean, that that reminds me of like the Seinfeld bit about the seedless watermelon. Like mm-hmm. what so are the it. fucking, it was like basically what, who are the fucking scientists spending time on seedless watermelon instead of <laughs> cancer? Yeah. Because <laughs> it yeah. had to be a, because <laughs> not a huge problem. Yeah. It had to be a scientist. Yeah. To, to figure it out, and he's like, he's like cancer, blah blah blah, you know, whatever. But this, I can't stand for that. We got to get rid of that. <laughs> Having to spit out a seed of watermelon. <laughs> well, welcome to the bonus episode, Space. Glad you're here. Thanks, I love it. So this is pretty like private, really. And you've never been here before. I don't think you listen, so you don't actually know what Toby and I do here. But you know. But you've been you've done enough in the podcast so I can let you in to this zone now. Mm-hmm. But here we say, you know, 
everything shit. The, the r word the f word the b word the c word the n word everything you say anything <laughs> set in the trap yeah yeah you i'm just letting you know that's true. you can just completely yeah. we just let it all hang out here so go anyway go on ahead uh so i've been thinking you, you told me to try to think of something i wanted to talk about <laughs> but i do have something but all right I started a new job, right? At a real company. Mm. So I've been fish out of water for a couple of years now. Really is the way I view it at working at real companies. Mm -hmm. Two years of going straight. Yeah, exactly. And Mm -hmm. so I still don't feel very comfortable with it in a lot of ways, but I'm really worried. And there's been a few things going on just at my job and um, Twitter, like kind of Twitter culture wars with like journalists and stuff like that. Toxic positivity in the workplace. Toxic positivity in the <laughs> workplace. Okay. Yeah. Now, I have heard of, I think in the last maybe two weeks, I probably have heard toxic positivity pass through the air. Really? I can't, I can't remember the context, but now that you say that, I'm almost positive in passing or on some podcast somewhere I heard it referenced, but I don't, I don't quite have it. So tell me about it. Well, I mean, I, I hadn't heard anybody say it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not coining it. I would not take credit for that, but I've never heard it really. But you but heard it somewhere I, this week? No, I've just been thinking about it. Oh, I almost swear I've heard it. But I'm that's sure cool. you anyway. have. I'm, yeah. I, yeah, I have not heard it, but I've been ob- observing and I'm thinking about being at a new job. And so like, all right, back in like Mad Men, did you watch mm-hmm. Mad Men? Mm-hmm. Right. So that was toxic masculinity. It was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of benefits. To it in some ways, right? Mm-hmm. Trade offs. Yeah, there's trade offs, right? But it's good. It's good that it's not like that anymore. Like mm-hmm. just harassing your your secretary and mm-hmm. holding women down, that type of thing. Like that. That's no good. Of course, it's not optimum. No, not op. No. But then there's just like so I've been on and some of the stuff. I just can't believe that you have to go through that is so must be so worthless to productivity. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Just the culture stuff and the, some of the language they use. I mean, and it Mm -hmm. blurs the lines into the, you know, the woke stuff that I I probably get worked up over more than I should. I'm like worried that I'm like, like, all right, am I becoming like a boomer Republican type? Like, am I getting left behind even though I'm working at these places because I don't get why we're acting this way? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so, like, there was one thing, uh, the, the job I'm starting out to say it's um, adjacent to the construction industry. And, you know, somebody said, like, you know, we want this to be a very inclusive and diverse workspace, uh, this company. But not only that, you know, we want to change the entire construction industry to be more inclusive and diverse mm-hmm. and i immediately just thought of any person on a construction site like trying to say that to them and yeah. what that would mean to them right mm-hmm. like I, i'm trying to help me work through that it's like because, a, it's, it's it feels uh you know it's an arrogant statement to make is, yeah. is the way that strikes me that somebody yeah. with some corporate mission that's doing i mean I, you know, just to, just to put it this way, the way that, that you described the onboarding process and this cultures and then all that stuff, that kind of stuff is, 
already very obnoxious. Like they're yeah. like to me, I would I use the word brainwashing is what you are undergoing, and it's a great filter to see can this person become a stooge with no will of his own in our system? <laughs> it's boring yeah. on purpose. It's yeah. obnoxious on purpose. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like there's some weird mechanism setting some weird corporate culture that's obviously phony and fake. And it's pretty audacious in what it makes you have to adopt to yeah. prove that you're uh, uh, whatever. Like it's pretty, it's a pretty aggressive type of claims that you get people to, to go, oh yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You're cultivating the only people that work there are people that I guess that either works on or are willing to disingenuously go along with it. Yeah. And then you make yeah. a disingenuous claim about a whole industry of people that you don't in any way speak for <laughs> <laughs> and think that's supposed to inspire. You know, it's, the whole thing is really crazy. Yeah. Well, and it's like there's a certain level of buy-in I'm okay with because it's like, okay, if you're going to go do a job like, um, and and to me, that's at the the product level. Like, okay, is this even any good? What we're doing, right? Like, I can buy into that. Like, hey, I think this product is really good and really will solve problems for you. Do you right? have to? You personally, like, where, like, like, what's interesting here to me is what are the ethics of going along with stuff that you don't actually believe, especially coming out of Christianity or whatever. It's like there's things in Christianity yeah. that I totally continue to greatly believe and find foundational. Yeah. And there's stuff that I've always pretended to believe in the presence of others, you yeah. know, just like go along with this to some degree. And to some degree, I can't. And certain things I cannot. And but there's some people that just completely I mean, the, most of the time is a lot of it's held only outwardly, not inwardly. So, yeah, this is like close to like re, workplace culture and super cultural stuff is gets pretty religious in that way where. You don't really expect that people don't play cards. They just say it's wrong to dance and play cards, but they say for them because they're not doing the crazy bad at home. Yeah. Like hey, we drink, but we just don't drink in public or whatever that yeah. all that is like all that whole, that is the norm of human uh, norms. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think at first when you're trying to get a job and especially coming out of like, so you either, you either coming out of the college and you just want any job, right. Mm -hmm. Or you're coming out of where we are. Like, and where I was, where, like, I just have to get a job. Like, I'm done with all of this. Uh -huh. So I got to get in somewhere. So your standards, and not that I think my first job, I ended up somewhere bad. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you're not, like, you just kind of go wherever will let you in just to get yeah. it on your resume so you can start jumping to the next thing. Mm -hmm. But I, I think at, at the point I'm at now, it, the, the product really matters for sure. It, it, that's what I'm saying. To you, if the product... It, at least the product itself, you actually know that you do have to even be able to say you believe in it with your own good conscience. You don't, you know, because yeah. oh, it's just business, right? I just sell shit to what it doesn't, you know, well, you can I have it even further yeah. disengaged, uh, you know, well, well, point so of I'm view doing sales, right? Like that is yeah. my job. I'm on very hard to sell something you didn't naturally think was solving a problem mm -hmm. for sure. And what's the so, particular problem here? Uh, well, this, the for our product, um, so we're basically your dad might know about this, right? Because he was kind of he was like he's a contractor, right? In a mm -hmm. in a way, okay. Yep. Um, has to do with like lien rights and stuff like that. So long long set up to manage your lien rights, you're less likely to get fucked over when 
for getting paid for a job, right? So in construction, if you, if you are a person who can and does put liens on property to collect, not that even property just putting the lien out, but having preliminary to that, you have to send out all these notices and do this paperwork to say to be, hey, able to be in the lien game. There's there's yeah. things ways that you are able to improve that for the people yeah. in the lien game. And so if you're if you're if you get in on that, then con you know. Uh, a general contractor that has subbed out everything. He's got two piles like, oh, here's the people that could really fuck me because mm -hmm. they're set up to to come do a lean. And here's people that are not so much. So mm -hmm. I'm going to pay all these people first. And then yeah. cash flow could become a problem. So all the people in the other pile, yeah. you could get screwed and you could never get people, you know, construction is wild. Like, yeah. And just like not pay people for like, Cash flow is very different than the theoretical of a business. And they say how the cash flows manages make or break for like most yeah. companies. Like, so yeah. who was prioritized in payment order and gets them receivables for, you know, yeah, that's a big part of the game. Yeah. So I, I think it's really interesting and actually will solve a problem, but it's just funny. All the other stuff, I wish I could just opt out yeah. and probably most. The, and then the other funny thing about it is like most salespeople, it's like kind of fratty, like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like Colin Kimball. Yeah. He, he does sales. Yeah. Most salespeople don't really care that much about all that stuff. And I would even go so far that they might, if you cornered them, they might say, yeah, what I do makes it so we can have a bunch of people in our company that of course have time yeah, that's, to care. Yes. Yeah. That's the attitude. Do all of that. that. <laughs> well, because the people that bring in revenue, they're usually very aware of the value Value, yeah. say a million dollars, it's one million dollars. I guess yeah. so it's like pretty yeah. tangible. Uh, so they tend to be, you know, pretty clued into what doesn't bring in revenue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, and think what are these people doing? How much do they make? And they're at the same company, and I know they bring in zero. Yeah, and they're all working really hard and making it harder for me to even bring in revenue. <laughs> yeah. but think about it this way: there is a there's something before. Uh, Okay, like, you know, every company is going to have a chunk of its payroll taxed out permanently to diversity endeavors. Yeah. Like just whatever is that 1%, 10%, I don't know what it is, but some amount of your funds as a business are going to be directed that way at some level of business yeah. above mom and pop, basically. Yeah. Um, and that's the corporate world. Now, the proto to that is any big company, I know this because my wife works at a big company. She's in the, what they call the legal department. Yeah. And now yeah. that... Those people take a gigantic tax out of a company and all they do is tell it no yeah. all the time. All they do is tell <laughs> yeah. people no all the time and make everything harder. And yeah. those people get paid millions of dollars and you know, giant chunks of the budget go to the legal department because if you don't have them, you, you can't operate. Yeah. But all they bring you is... No. <laughs> no, everything bad. Red lines. That, that, shouldn't have to ever exist if if anything was right or good or decent none of this would exist yeah. but it's like you have to have a million crazy lawyers to just be careful about stuff that doesn't matter because it ever matters once you 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 know international compliance your company's over like what you know yeah. what i mean and so or the worst case scenarios but it's such an obvious anti-productivity division of a company yeah but my wife is in that division. So she's support to a bunch of lawyers and it's all this and it's super international and their whole team is just like 
all of these lawyers and they're all very highly paid, highly paid. It's like a Microsoft subsidiary IT company. It's it's the biggest, it's the biggest IT company. Like there's Microsoft and then there's Accenture, which is consulting and then Avanade, which is IT installations. And so it's just one of those is a like sister company to Microsoft and the legal department in itself is just massive, like giant global legal team of all of these lawyers. And whenever, cost to some yeah. company all yeah. of it the whole division and then now they're um having of course a bunch of the diversity and inclusion is coming in there too and it's interesting because bridget of course is a woman of color that's in yes. this this space basically yeah, so yeah, she's yeah. she's valuable for many reasons and stuff like that but it's really funny because you know she and the same you know bridget is like they think of her as this, oh, well, she's one of the people we're trying to, like, she's a model of what you're trying to cultivate is people that look like Bridget, I guess. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it, or at least partly. So to have her in any of those things is really valuable, but it's obviously silly to her. And then they want her to be like on the diversity inclusion committees and things. Oh, yeah. Do okay. you know what I mean? So she has <laughs> yeah. to like dodge all that all the time. She's not trying to do any of that. That's so You know funny. what I mean? Because, that but also, really funny. if she wanted to lean into it, she could just do, Go you know high. what I mean? Like, yeah, I hope that gets get. her uh, raises in a better position. If she wants to become leap to a new, a new category, that door would open for her, you know? Mm-hmm. So, all that's great, in my opinion. But, um, but to actually get involved in the that would be a huge disaster. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she could be the police. thrash if she want, but she would have to adopt that and then act that way which yeah. she's not gonna do like you know what i mean and yeah. they want her to do you know <laughs> but anyway that's embedded in the legal team you know, as i just think oh my like if i think how could you ever how could this how could any company sustain all of this non-productivity well yeah <laughs> how could ironic. it be it's ironic about the inclu- inclusivity uh, part of it. Not that, not that I care at all. But I mean, there's a group for everyone but me. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, that's I mean, basically I guess it. It is. It, it's very. It is ironic in a way. Yeah. Like, and of course, you could not start that group at the company of people like me, right? No, not that no, I even no. want to. Well, no camaraderie with white guys whatsoever like actually you know you feel like oh i'm a southerner or i'm an american anything i'm from tennessee or i like baseball or whatever it is so that's why it's always funny to me but um yeah there's no group i I don't have any groups to join so i'm just kind of out there um in practicality bridget's like or the person she directly reports to they have those diversity inclusion mandates that come down. And so yesterday her boss was supposed to like, it's like these pre-screen, like when you make a decision, you're now accountable to, did you go through, did you consider this? And stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, yeah, yeah, Bridget, you know, make sure we do all this stuff. And then after they hire the new lawyer teams and do the, whatever do, they do for their job, Bridget has to go back and say, okay, um, well, according to the mandate, 
candidates, first of all. So you have to tell the other people when you first embark to deal with them that we want diverse first. Like you make that known. Wow. And then you have like four other things where you have to sign off. Like this is the lawyer in the legal department having to turn in a report to the rest of the chain saying, and we saw it here and we did that. And, and like, you know, the and she's like, yeah. okay, so no, you didn't. And it's just like, well, what was it? Just a bunch of white guys. And they're like, well, but that's just what, who the legal team was on the other. But you have to go like, there's these multiple steps where you have to oppose that happening. Yeah. And yeah. then, or and sign off and saying you tried to not let these white men from the other companies be our liaisons here. Yeah, yeah. Like you yeah. have to actually sign off on trying to not let that happen. <laughs> and then Bridget was like, "Well, oh. did you or did you not? I have to turn it in." <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, well, I, you know, she's just inevitably be like, "Well, I've just, you know, like that must seem absurd." It's like, well, that's I just was trying to get the right people for the right, you know, but like, you know, all the, that paperwork now is there, and like, how did you make the decisions that led to the last? Like, there's not diversity here because there wasn't. Maybe it wasn't available, but you had to have signed off on that. You actively sought it and all that. Yeah. At every level. At Timmy's Burn, you know, years ago when we came back and put out our last record, we were um, on, you know, we're on Equal Vision Records. And that was cool. We're like, maybe that'll open some doors for us with touring, right? Because EVR has a good reputation for cool bands or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, and mm -hmm. maybe some of these ethical, younger bands, ethical label. Yeah. yeah. And maybe some of these younger bands think ACB is kind of cool and think it'd be cool to take us on tour with them. So we had submitted for a really cool tour that we were like, man, that'd just be the kids that are going to that show are going to like our band if we can get in front of them. And they responded like, hey, we really like ACB. Um, we think that'd be cool, but we're really looking for a more diverse opener. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, they didn't mean, you know, stylistically. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's part of the package, it, though. I mean, yeah, it is. And, and I wrote back to our label president. I was like, I mean, we have a Native American. Would that help? You know, it's like, what do you want? Well, <laughs> but see, see, that's this, but there's not, it's, um, it's still the perception. Yeah. You know, like even Bridget's name, like, I think I, even agree that she shouldn't have taken my last name. Doesn't she still go like, doesn't she make it like she had used to have five names, but now I made her. Yeah. I, I thought I said, we agreed when we got married, she should cut it down to the three of her favorites okay. of the punch. And we probably should have the last same last name, but even in retrospect, I still think I probably would be fine with, I should tell her she can change her name back or whatever, but you know, <laughs> she could have kept a more ethnic name. That's, but that is a, that is part of her, value and resume how do you and yeah. today like how would you you know like people that are in hollywood they obviously change their names to be something coherent or good for a yeah. reason so it obviously matters what you look like what your name is and it will matter from now on what claims you have to whatever identities are valued like oh not not now from now on, it always has and always will like yeah. if that As yeah. the perception of ACB's diversity is more of a question than what is its diversity. But it's how, so how are they seen <laughs> as just a straight white yeah. emo dudes or something? So okay, like that is the perception. It doesn't matter what the facts will be, even really. But it was funny because the the co-headliners for the tour they're all white guys, and I'm like, right. why don't y'all? That's why they need. Hold on, <laughs> you do something about it. Like they, they are doing something about it. They're gonna get diverse open. <laughs> 
I, I know. It's just funny. I was, I was like, I do what they can. <laughs> My God. Uh, so, all right, all that. On Twitter this week, I think there's a really good example of where the toxic positivity is led, starting to bleed over, not even starting to like. Yeah, I still don't have a definition of what's toxic shit. positivity. What is it? It's kind of a joke. It's a, it's like a, I mean, that's a bit, really. Everything's in, in, in power. You're empowered as an employee, you know, mm-hmm. like fuck rich people, fuck CEOs, which is funny. Today we finally met our CEO and he is sharp as fuck. I'm like, this guy <laughs> deserves, <laughs> like, I'm just yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah, he's like, way different than all of us (laughs) (laughs) like i'm not saying there's not some buffoon ceos definitely (laughs) obviously you're you're on some different level in some way uh and (laughs) how can i complain that you're have a hundred million dollars like that's does he have a hundred million dollars i mean probably it's a massive company 3500 employees like i'm sure he sure he does so anyway, um, but that kind of like be vocal about how you feel like it's bring your okay whole to self like, to work, bring your Is whole self that? to work and all that stuff. So did you, I know you don't really fuck with Twitter much probably, but no. there was a Washington post reporter. Um, so there's an editor for Washington post. His name's Dave Weigel. He's like the national political editor. So he's like mm-hmm. a boss. He retweeted kind of like a dumb joke, and it was every woman is bi. It just you got to find out if they're bipolar or bisexual, right? So (laughs) just like a stupid joke. Why did he tweet that? He retweeted it. He retweeted it for some reason, like kind of dumb, but not like come on, not like it's so (laughs) egregious. If anything, it's just unfunny. Like if anything, right? Um, But this reporter, now there's a culture. And where I think this is toxic positivity, where you can just fucking go after your coworkers publicly on Twitter and like air it all out for the whole world to see. Mm-hmm. It's just like bring your whole self to work and fem- but is it, how, how is that not negativity though? Like it's against something. It I mean that that's negativity. It is that's where toxic positivity leads. That's my argument. It mm-hmm. starts with the positive self affirmation about whatever yes. you think and feel and you act in that it becomes a negative force yes yeah and so this reporter she started tweeting out she retweeted that guy it was like it's so great to work at a place that allows this type of misogynistic retweets or something like that you know and it's, been going, it's been going on for a week now like back in, like in, in the what Washington Post is supposed to be this like elite newspaper and not all anybody's talking about in that, you know, bubble of Twitter. That's where all the journos like hang out and stuff. It's just how insane it is that all these coworkers are just going to battle in public for everybody to see. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> nothing's being done about it because nothing can be done about it because yeah, of you the can't culture that it. has been cultivated now. Yeah. Uh, to, to just, yeah, be your whole self. Right. Yeah, there's going to be a you know, pushback against that in the the, the way companies are um, well structured. Let's say, yeah. <laughs> like, um, uh, this is very like we're in a real weird work time because we're just adjusting to remote work. We're just adjusting to 
you know, diversity and all kind of different norms with pay, their inflation, uh, automation, like the workplace is not about to get like it's in for continued rapid change. I'll put it that way. Like it's just so it's going to be volatile. But at the moment, we're witnessing some period where these old companies are now going to be taxed into death. Yeah. Like they're not going to be able to restructure. And then the leaner startup like Silicon Valley companies, they're better. But even a lot of, the, you know, a lot of them are, you know, make the remote transition or not. That's even of newer companies. Yeah. And so fundamentally, I think we'll be in places where it's, uh, uh, anyway, here's the rejection of bring your whole self to work culture. The opposite of it, which will pendulum swing real quickly is avatar only anonymous work uh-huh. in crypto pay because it's truly, you might be a, a nine-year-old genius in India. And that shouldn't count a fucking against you if you do the work and get paid for it. Nobody knows right. if you're just you're an avatar. Yeah, that's and productivity true. That's, is the only that's measure. Right. That's yeah. right. So that's the. I'm not saying that won't have its own <laughs> own <laughs> problems, whatever. But I'm just saying that is achievable technologically. But they're the stru- You know, it, that's becoming achievable technologically. But the corporate structures. be the most equitable situation yeah, right. to really right and then meanwhile you've got legal departments and diversity departments all these people yeah. you know like that's going to be hard to like the big apple's going to get it they're going to nail it you know microsoft's going to be fine but you know yeah. you think if you're a mid-level company you could really get strangled out i mean because your I, old dinosaur setup of stupid you know old thinking of how management works and you know it's over the next period too i mean yeah. you know what i'm saying everything's gonna get ripped apart you know well there was a company i could go work at and it was like hey listen uh all right this is a sales job um this is the nate say the product was just you know very digital in nature whatever and we don't even care who you are or if we can see you right or you're never gonna meet anybody but here's your uh here's your number to feel like you're doing a good job and uh go get after it like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i would do that if i could just be an avatar like well yeah in my in my office at home like and just go sell a product and you know whatever that might be um that'd be a dream right it's it's, but and it's and it's here already it just in that if you go to facebook's horizon workrooms to do work you're in your avatar you are now we go and Toby and me and Devin and Katie are in a room together with our avatars. And of course, Toby dresses hilarious and changes his skin yeah. color and does every weird thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's, but you feel like it's Toby, but because you know him or whatever, but it's just how he's expressing himself that day or whatever. And yeah. Katie hates Zoom. She says she blushes and her face turns red anytime she's on Zoom, even with us. But uh-huh. in the, when it's her avatar that looks like her, no problem. She's totally relaxed. But why does it matter what you look like? Yeah. Or who you are? I mean, that would that'd be really fun. <laughs> or to what do, species like, you are? It wouldn't matter if you're a, a human or or an AI as an avatar, and you won't be able to tell the difference. So was yeah. I mean, that's not far off. That'd be fun to do product demos in a Facebook workspace, whatever it's called, in Horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You're doing a product demo for a client. You guys are just in there, and there's very little pressure over this kind of Zoom, like or what do you really look right. like, and what right. are you, Why, just kind of level. That? 
opens the playing field in a way because you're like, all right, we're right. both in this virtual world yeah. and this and is it very immersive. Yeah, it disadvantages all those bros that like to shake hands real tough and use like yeah. look, you know be imposing and wear the big tie like it, you know it, you know all the but all the nerds that are kind of weird like Dave Powell that can figure stuff out he's not going back to office but you know like he doesn't need to be a physical human he can just be an avatar and do his wizardry in the D- Google ads and nobody can touch him like it doesn't matter like that's that's he he gets input he gives output the money flows through. He gets his cut of it. That's it. You know, just like in a gig economy type situation. So the the whole self to work uh, bosses, you know, will have choices to make along those where they want to go in that spectrum. Is there any scenario where you could see yourself getting a job at a company? I mean, what would it be? What? I like to not think about that question because I think it's like, um, I think it's the organizing principle in my life is to avoid that happening. Like yeah. if I, there was just one, that's what I'm trying to like. I, I mean, um, I and not that that's uniquely, the end of the world. Well, no, can, you're uniquely suited to avoid it. Like, I, 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 I believe that. Uh, I mean, you could, I mean, I, there's, it's really unclear to me if I'm unique, if I'm new, uniquely so, suited to avoid it or if it just it, we all know i couldn't actually do it so therefore i avoid it like i mean could i even do it i mean i don't i don't know if i could do it. but i think to myself like yeah if i ever had to get a real job i could do it yeah. but i don't know if i could do it yeah i don't know if i could head of the curve i've never had to a- answer that question i don't intend to answer it to you today on the bonus okay. pod <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking forward i'm aiming i'm ahead i'm out like so far i'm i'm still out here so now what but what would you do if your organization that you currently do became that type of place where it was i'm not gonna let some that people a, a real job like I, I don't real, I, I i'm not gonna let you don't that think it's possible I'm not, I'm not interested in that. Like to expand, have more employees is not, it's, it's a, I am actively will seek to avoid that. That's okay. not an outcome I want. So nothing like barstool. You look at that. You're like, no, no I don't want I that. Never. You would never Re- want that. No, no, I actually, I mean, I'm not saying I never would have thought I did want it, yeah. but I understand that I do not want that. Even that, Yeah. you know, I think at best case scenario, independent, uh, media, you know, involvement at different levels, like le- like a production company makes stuff, but it doesn't have to have a ton of employees or something. Yeah. Like the, whatever those companies that like Bad Robot, they don't have to have a giant. They don't have to own infrastructure and depreciate capital equipment. Yeah, you know, you're just it's a like a record label is an imprint. Like it, it's it, there is the equipment and the distro or whatever, but in theory. It's just this abstract thing run with a light team, whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I mean, I feel pretty soulless right now. Like I don't feel any creativity at all mm-hmm. in yeah. my life. And I'm not sure if I'm sad about it or if it's just like that time has passed or maybe it'd come back one day. 
Well, I, I worry. I, I do worry that I've, I'm like, all right, this path I'm going down, how much do I care about it? And should I, I do want to try to just make a bunch of money and have fun. I don't have some other idea of what I would want to do. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I might as well just do that. This, I guess. Yeah. And uh, then you get the money. So you can use it. Yeah. You get money, which yeah, is, you, which is good. You can use it on stuff, I guess. <laughs> what kind of stuff are you gonna probably get well i don't you know eat at a restaurant or i mean it'd be cool to have like i don't that's the other thing i don't know it's like if i make two hundred thousand dollars a year it's like no. well okay i you know we can take nice trips and stuff like that which is valuable to me yeah so, but i, I mean know. you you take nice i mean you I already travel and take more trips than anybody i know yeah so that's you're saying what am I chasing? No, I'm just saying I don't I mean, I don't know either, really. Like, you know, if I had to answer the question of what I'd do with more money, you know, part of me feels that's one of the reasons I don't have more money. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's not clear to me what to do, what do like I have you know even even in our business, if we accumulate to figure out what it should be used for. Yeah, yeah. Like if we have 80 grand in the bank as a band or whatever. Like we're we're trying to buy a sprinter now. Yeah. Just because there is some cash and I don't want to is this it's not even clear how to use excess cash and I believe you shouldn't hold on to cash with inflation, but even still yeah. it's like if we had a million if somebody put a million dollars into our business, I I, I don't need it. Yeah. business i don't know what yeah when we, <laughs> when we joke about the lottery stuff like what would you do if you won the lottery i thought let's go to bad christian and be like i well, mean here's a million dollars do something what would, what would we do like you know you could rent out madison square garden and emory could play there and you could pay people to come i guess yeah okay let's shoot the video of that i don't know i mean it wouldn't feel good to spend money Like, what would you spend money on if you had a bunch of it to well, do? I, any, I mean, I understand, like, I uh, buy, buy stuff. I mean, the, but, you know, that seems obviously. I mean, I would, I'd be too embarrassed to drive the cars I like to look at. I would never uh-huh. even do that if I had more yeah, money. Yeah. That's just yeah. me. So, and I don't even <laughs> yeah. know what I'd do in our business if I had, if somebody invested a million dollars in Emory, I don't think I can take it to the next level. I just waste right. that money. <laughs> I don't know. I think it'd be cool to do something practical with your friends, like, you know, real estate or something like that, you know, like buy, like mm-hmm. acquire property somehow, if you had had the capital to do that. But yeah, you had to do something that would come become a game that you could play with it. Like I had to play a million dollar game of some type that I don't know what it would be. Do you know what I mean? But what would you yeah, you just get you say, okay, but you know, is it just for to grow the money or it's like, oh, we're no. Here's what we're going to do. We're trying to build a village where we can turn into right. something like fun <laughs> yeah. pretty, pretty quick. Something that has no resale value, <laughs> right. actually. Right. Like nobody's ever going to buy your fucking village. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not like it just, I, yeah, I know the people that do real estate and turn money into more money. It's just, that's all boring stuff, though, is all. Yeah. Money into more money because then that's what? just boring. Yeah. Cause I don't even know what to do with money you got. Not that I'm rich. It's just, you know, I, this is all the ideas I have so far. 
Shit. I might. I came into this conversation, you know, thinking it was just all kind of funny, and now I'm just reconsidering my entire life. Well, stories in that way it's like yeah. that's probably that's what i really think is the way to probably take most situations and look at them that way it's like oh i am okay this is good i this this is good like you know yeah. gratitude appreciation for because i don't i mean i don't think there's anything to go get or do yeah. really i'd like an outdoor or to enjoy yeah. dreaming up planning for building earning money to do and maybe that but that moment when you're cooking in it at the end to impress your friends that one over. it's just like, that's a nice th that's a good way to occupy maybe get a garden i was thinking yeah like start oh, yeah. gardening <laughs> that's probably more of what to wor don't worry about the job thing just start doing a garden <laughs> i don't know Yeah. Well, learn to enjoy walking. But I, yeah, I, I mean, to go to the Four Seasons in Hawaii, though, that would just feel good. Don't you think that'd feel good? Well, I mean, once somebody brought me to the Waikiki Sheraton for four nights with my wife, and you get went to a party with Owen Wilson and paid my band to play. Yeah. And I didn't have to pay for that. They paid me. Yeah. So that's pretty good, but I already did that. I mean, what am I going to do? Go spend $20,000 to go to a different hotel. At Are you not now? curious what that feels like to spend $20,000 on a vacation? You're not even curious. You know, they, I'm a curious person, but I, my curiosity ends somewhere before you get to $20,000 vacations. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, you just found the limit of where I am All curious. Right. It's, part of me thinks I'm actually a good person to get wealthy because I think I'd enjoy it. I yeah. do all the things that maybe you'd feel uncomfortable about or Toby would feel uncomfortable. I, you about. know, I'm not the same as Toby there. I'm in the in-between, but yeah. I have a lot of him has rubbed off on me and I admire a lot of his frugality and the creativity that comes out of it. But when I'm trying to be indulgent, I either model you or Aaron Sprinkle. When I think no, but just what what would Aaron or Aaron do? <laughs> what is, what sometimes Aaron I spend. Do? Well, just he's completely indiscriminate about money. Yeah. Like he he only sees money as a tool. Like he doesn't have agony over dollars in the way that yeah. Toby does. Like he's the opposite of, and he's always yeah. going to be in trouble with money with this or that. Right? I'm not saying he is literally, but oh crap, a eighty thousand IRS bill. Oh, this uh, so I bought this <laughs> oh, really nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, but he gets these big checks sometimes and these big debts, but he just. He's never been good at, or like, you know, he, he in the moment, he's indulgent. He doesn't think about the money in any given instant yeah. in a way that's free that I admire. And you do that too. When, when you go out to eat, you're getting what you want because it doesn't matter if this dinner's cost us $180 or $272 when you're in New York eating or whatever it is. You don't, that freedom I tap into, I think, Howard Sprinkle or Lunsford order when, I, when I'm in that mode, yeah. I use y'all's mental models for that. Because I do see you enjoy, you know, you're good at it. Well, that is the nice thing about having a job 
and being a two income solid income household is like even if it's like you know we just bought this house like you know it, it drink like we're trying to fix it up like we don't have a lot of money right now accessible mm-hmm. uh, i got my crypto and shit, disposable but, yeah but then you're like well oh good we're getting 10 grand next month yeah you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. well you know it pretty soon we're just going to get ten thousand yeah. more dollars like or whatever you know whatever the it's a flow are. you're managing the cash flow of your household you know like the bur- yeah you know, what's the burn rate but you know it's not about the the net worth it's that monthly what's the monthly you know in and out and the the sales job is going to be really fun because if i do good in my sales job there could be months where i get 15 and twenty thousand dollars just checks yeah commission checks yeah so and the, I- okay then you have to try to get in the zone where you're to be healthy. You'll need to be able, in my opinion, and this will probably apply for anybody else. There's my new form of opinion for talking to you. Okay. You'll need to be able to embrace your social environment at work to some real degree that you ha- have to be able to be authentic enough and have a boundary with where you do accept that you're part of that group of people yeah. overall. You'll have to be able to understand that you're, a lot of your humanity is in that social system and accept that. Yeah. You can't I, just distance yourself from it and say, but I get paid. My life is elsewhere. You know, you at least have to do that. And then um, you have to think of the money, like that way you're talking about there is probably close to think of it as a game, not about Ooh, 15,000 gets me X or whatever, but just to be like, to do your job well and think, Ooh, if I kick ass here, this reward comes technically those are us dollars or whatever, but to get into the part where you're playing the game yeah. in a social context and be able to accept that and enjoy it. Yeah. Like if you can get that formula, right. And that in its culture and then figure out your unique way that you're a clown or whatever it is, but then you, you know, you'll turn, if you can get that context to be like, one, you can not, uh, you know, like when you have sex with somebody, you dissociate because it's, they're so gross. Don't do that with work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm I, saying? I think if it, it's dissociative, yeah. you're in trouble. With, with your I job. mean, within a sales org, I think it, it's easier to do that because you don't, when it comes down to it, like all they give a shit about is the revenue you create. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and there's even, there's, there's, uh, I've genuinely gotten into reading sales books it's all very interesting to me and there's one book in particular that talks about the like the best sellers don't the relationship people or the people that like follow the rules of the company mm-hmm. and buy into all that like they're usually frustrating to deal with at a mm-hmm. company because they don't check all the boxes of like whatever organization or uh yeah, being involved in the culture or whatever, but they just end up bringing in the most money. So yeah, interesting. You can't do anything about it. Like they're gaming it on their own terms. Exactly. If and, you can do that, that's probably your strategy, but still be able to actually be accepted. That would be that's a pretty good strategy for you, I think. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks for doing a bonus episode today. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great. And for doing the regular pod, and hopefully you can see it as part of your creativity. I, In a way, yeah. It, 
<laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, hard to like. On the regular pod, I feel I I feel all right. I don't bring any insight. I bring no depth. I bring no depth. That's not true. Uh, no, but I'm just saying, like, I only feel pressure. Like, all right, we'll try to come up with something funny to say or something. And then when you're in that zone, you bomb a lot. You know, it's like stand up where you're just going to bomb and it's not going to go so good. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a little, sometimes a little stressful. And like, oh, when, that's we have funny. A, when we have a guest on, um, depending on the guest, like when we had like Nate from Amberlynn, <laughs> like, I, I have no place here. How about with Logan? Did you enjoy that with Logan? Yeah, I did. Yeah. That seemed to go better than you yeah. might could have thought. Like, I, I, at first I was thought maybe that's going to feel bad or whatever. So I don't want you to ever be in the trap of, you know, where we just make fun of Lonesford or whatever. I know we do that to, to Joey. And it's, it's like, that's not bad. But sometimes, uh, you know, that's, you know, sometimes that might seem bad or something. Like, I don't want to make well, that mistake it, Joey, or whatever. But. Joey wouldn't hit back in the right way. Yeah, it didn't. So, something was weird about that when I look back yeah. at it. I don't understand. Still can't make sense out of. But you know, I, I think like the fact that I'm willing to try to ruin your call to actions is like <laughs> <laughs> that. There has to be a certain level of like, okay, I can be, I'll be the butt of the joke, or what? We'll kind of laugh at Lunsford's life a little bit, but yeah. Uh, it, it's like getting roasted on the Facebook group that day uh, for yeah. my birthday. It was yeah. like people went hard at me, but like I just fucked everybody up on that thread. Like, yeah, I, I crushed whatever they roasted me about. I 100% crushed whatever yeah. they wrote. Like, yeah. So there's, I think that makes the most sense. And it's like the fact that there's a line that you can cross, that's, that's where you should be. Sometimes you cross it. You don't, do stuff where you go, oh, no matter what, I would never approach a line. Yeah. See what I'm saying? That wouldn't make sense. So trying to find the line or whatever is is actually the real task so that there is stakes or yeah. over-roasting <laughs> till it's mean or, whoa, you really revealed something you really think that is actually <laughs> stupid. Those stakes right. matter. Like, you, those, that's what life, that's real. So yeah. you, have to fi- like you have to find them or whatever. But anyway, um, anyway, I enjoy it. So thanks. All right. All right, see you soon. Later, dude.